are now listening to the NYYST Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode 188 of the NYYST Podcast. I am your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And it's Stack Guy Rye. What up? Stack Guy Rye joining us on time this week. Mm, I made it. You made it, buddy. I'm here. Chris and his, his uh, mouthful of meat diet is really working for him. So, get right. you know, big props. And there's the dog creeds back this week. Nice. I thought this dog thing was just a one-week fucking cameo. No, new uh, series regular. Creed. Series regular. That's right. Like when Tommy Chong joined the, the, that 70s show in the fourth season. Oh, yeah. You know, he got his name on the credits. You, n- he was on you named him after the band, right? Yeah, that's exactly what I did. Hey, you know we late. I love the band. Hey, really? I'm not in the mood for your jokes today. Uh, I know. Really you're not. very nasty. You're very, so. you're very, there's just a morbid energy around you right now. Uh, you know, today was not a it was not a good day in, in Yankee Universe. It, it really wasn't. Uh, I I'm just tired. The, the trop is just it's a house of horrors for the Yankees. They got shut out Saturday uh, or was it Friday night? Friday. It was Friday night. They lost one nothing. And out of three out of the last four times they got shut out. It happened at the trop, so it's not a place that was they it, play well. It was one nothing. Yeah. Oh, that was the seventh inning run by the Rays. They scored it late. Yeah, you know, and uh, the Yankees dropped three out of four. Uh, it's not, it's not a good place for the Yankees right now. And uh, thank God we only have to see the drop once this year, and uh, hopefully only once. You know, hopefully the Rays don't make the postseason, or if they do, the Yankees don't have to deal with them. Because uh, honestly, I'm not scared of the Rays as a team. I'm scared of having to play at the drop. <laughs> it just is not a place where the Yankees play well. And I really think the Yankees are a lot better team than Tampa. Bay Rays are it's just that for whatever reason they yeah. don't get they don't get it done down there. Yeah, no, I it's not even a question to me. Um, who's a better team? But I mean, for the last few years now, they haven't played well there, and I don't blame any team not playing well there. Believe they're two and seven. But the you last know what? There. At the end of the day, like you've said, how many times this is a glorified spring training? I was actually happy with this weekend because we got good pitching. That's My biggest positive. concern over the last since the beginning of the season has been the pitching staff where I thought that wasn't going to be a concern for me at all. And I even ripped Patrick for it and I owe him a little bit of an apology, but we saw much better pitching. Yeah. But for it to truly be glorified spring training, they just need to get out and hide. And they have in that this weekend cost them that opportunity of getting out and hiding. They would have been four up on the race had they won. Now they're only two. So they're, you know, I'm not really worried that they're not going to win a division, but to really, cement this as glorified spring training. You just needed to build a lead and not look back. And they're, they might be in a little bit of a dogfight here now. Well, they got a homestand coming up, and they're 4-0 at home to start the year. So that, the that's Yankee, a, yeah. So we'll touch, on this a little, yeah, and the, we'll touch on this a little bit later on when we do the look ahead. But the Yankees' next 12 games are all in New York. Yeah, because there's some in city, so. So they're right, right, right. coming. They're going to be in their they're going to be in their beds for a while here for the next couple of weeks. So hopefully, you know, 
they'll uh, they'll start playing better. But they've been scuffling a little bit this week because they uh, they split the series with the Phillies. Uh, but we'll also touch on that a little bit later on. Uh, we can do a little bit of a little bit of a different format to the show. And you know, after the show's over, you know, leave us a five star rating review and let us know if you like the new format of the show. We were tossing this around since the season has started. And we don't really think, and you can, and again, and tell us, give us feedback, let us know. We don't really, because we record Sunday night, once a week right now. Uh, let us know. Like, we don't really think that the fans want us to break down every single game. No. Like a Monday night game on Sunday night, a week later, that you really don't want us to break it down. So what we're going to do is we're going to come out here, we're going to hit you with the top stories of the week. And then after we do that, we're going to go and we'll, we'll go through the schedule. You know, if there was a... There was something that we need to pick apart from a certain game, then we'll then we'll do that. But we're not going to go through every single game. And be like on Monday, the Yankees won six to three. This guy did this. What right. did you think about that? You know, if it, there was a big play or something that we need to discuss from that game, then we'll do it. Highlights, lowlights of the week. So let us know if you you know listen to the show. Let us know if you like the format or you think we really need to get more in depth into these games. Uh, I'm not going to pay attention to your suggestions because I'm going to do things how I want to. But you know, let us know. Right, I agree. We probably won't listen. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so we're going to start off here. You know, the big thing uh, right now is Gary Sanchez's struggles. Uh, Gary Sanchez and Ryan, can you look this up? Because uh, uh, if I look at baseball reference, it's not going to give me his updated totals. But he's hitting about a buck right now. He's got one home run and maybe, uh, you know, two or three runs batted in. He's struggling. He's really, really struggling at the plate. And, you know, fans are calling for his head. And um, I... I do. I really want to get that worked up right now because, you know, fans. I mean, I said this yesterday on Twitter, you know, Gary Sanchez could be having a legit MVP caliber season and he makes one mistake and people are going to be calling for his head. Yeah, there's no it just seems like there's nothing this guy could possibly do to get the fans off his ass. And I don't know what it is. You know, and I said this also, like there's this narrative around him that he's, quote, fat and lazy, but. You hear Garrett Cole loves throwing to him. You hear how well he or how hard he's worked with the new catching instructor on framing low pitches and being in better positions and all this other shit. And I'm going to read you a direct quote from James Paxton today. Ryan's got his uh, average before you get to that. He's hitting 103 on base is 222. He's got four hits and 39 at-bats on the season so far. One ding, three ribs. It's awful. He's atrocious. He's been atrocious. Atrocious. There's no, there's no way to defend his offensive play. No. And here's the, this is what James Paxton had to say today. And James Paxton was really, he was great for six innings. Yeah. And he and he lost a little bit in the seventh. But we'll eleven get, strikeouts. We'll get, too, I think. Yeah. We'll get to that later in the show. This is James Paxton in, in reference to Gary Sanchez. He was really good. He was calling the game back there, mixing in my stuff really well. I thought he was calling great pitches. I didn't shake him off all day. He was great, and his framing has gotten so much better. He's really catching the ball well in corners and blocking the ball. He's really improved back there. It's really great to see. He's a great guy to throw to. to a great guy to throw to. That was James Paxton today. Yeah. Listen, I'm not going to go back on my word. And, and my feelings on hating a player at the time is that if, they, if it warrants booze, if it warrants – getting on his ass, you go for it. Gary Sanchez certainly warrants that. His play warrants that right now. But it's not that – that's not what bothers me. It's that 
the second this guy starts to struggle, everyone wants him gone like he's some piece of shit. Like there's like there's other catchers available that are better. And that's what bothers me. It, 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 it's just so irrational. Yeah, and it bothers you too because maybe maybe on Twitter they should kind of look at how the his own teammates talk about him and they go out of their way to support him and they want to back him up and be there to to be that you know a support and to help him out mentally maybe if any way they can maybe the fans should start doing that as well because what what positive is there to gain when you prematurely uh, criticize a player the way you are with with Sanchez I get it but I mean he's young and controllable and he's not making that much money so. And he's better than most catchers in the league, so we're we're pretty well, lucky to have him. Here's here's the argument. Now you get back when you say Gary at worst is a top three catcher. People say, well, the the position the position is not that deep, so you're not really complimenting Gary by saying that. So, in my response to that is, so if the position is not that deep and Gary is one of the three best catchers, who's better? Now you want somebody worse than him right. playing that position, right? I actually put together a little trivia for you guys if you'll if you'll amuse me for sure. Okay. For a couple minutes. Just okay. keep in be, mind, though. Keep be, in mind, Gary Sanchez. He's on a one-year, five million dollar contract. He's only making five million. That's that's nothing compared to a top. What JT Real Muto is going to get next offseason? I'm just throwing that out there. I Maybe agree. Some triv. Okay, ready. In 2016, this player only had 53 games played, yet he ranked top five in home runs for AL catchers and top ten. <laughs> In RBIs for American League catchers, who was this player? Uh, Jake Taylor of the Cleveland Indians. Wrong. Austin Romine? Gary Sanchez. In 2017, this player had his first full season in the major leagues. He led in American League catchers in home runs, hits, and RBIs. Who am I speaking of? Got to be Francisco Cervelli. Has to be. Yeah, I'm, I agree. Cervelli. Or Gary Chris, Sanchez. Uh, in 2018... This player was injured yeah. and only played 89 games, yet he ranked top three in home runs for AL catchers, top 10 in hits for AL catchers, and second in RBIs for catchers. Which player am I speaking of? That's Salvador Perez, right? Or the Royals, he got hurt that oh, year. Oh, close. No, I thought it was Sal Fasano, man. Even closer. Sal. Gary Sanchez. Okay. In 2019, this is the last one. In 2019, this player... Led American League catchers in home runs, top five in hits, and led American League catchers in RBIs. Who am I speaking of? Oh, that's Higgy Bombs for sure. Ooh, Gary Sanchez. So shut the fuck up that this guy sucks. Because he doesn't. Look at what this guy does. Give the guy some slack. I get it. He's frustrating. We're all frustrated with Gary Sanchez right now. You sure that wasn't Matt Wieters? Um, Actually, I'll go back and check just to be sure. (laughs) Honestly, guys, let's just take a second. I get we're all frustrated. Are you guys frustrated with Gary Sanchez right now? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Are you defending his play right now? Offensively, Mm -mm. you cannot. Correct. But do his statistics throughout the years he's been here suggest that this guy is worthless and shouldn't be on this team? That is incorrect. No. Right. Yeah, especially when you take into consideration the amount of money that he's being paid. It's a, it's a bargain. It, it reminds me of this poll that I just saw. Uh, Americans were polled on the coronavirus. Uh-huh. And, uh, Way to work that one in there. Always got to get the COVID gotta get the No, you got to be, to- be topical. Um, so Americans were polled across the Dr. nation. yourself. And they, they were asked two <laughs> questions. What percentage of the country has COVID? 
And what percentage of the country has died from COVID? The response was, the average response was 21% has it and 9% has died from it. Do you guys want to take I a, don't care. I don't no, care. No, no, no. I want you to. No, I, it's part no, of what I'm. I know. I know you're part of the point. Nephew, so no, shut just, the fuck up. It's seriously part of the point I'm trying to make with Gary Sanchez. Do, do you know what, what percentage of the country has coronavirus? Probably way lower than the average. Would you just fucking average. give me a number? I don't know what, what, what I say, probably say 10% of the country had it and less than 1% died of it. Okay. Right. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say 2% and 0.1. Okay. It's 1% has had it or has it and 0.04% has died from it. So the same thing applies with Gary Sanchez that we all have this feeling that Gary Sanchez is worthless because all we think about are the bad things about him constantly. So every if I gave those numbers to most Yankee fans right now, they wouldn't believe me that that those were where he sat as far as catchers in the American League. And all right, so okay. all right, his value is way higher than this fan base gives him credit for. So if Gary Sanchez is at worst what he was last year, he's a catcher that hits two thirty and hits thirty four home runs and drove drove in what about ninety runs last year? Uh, last year seventy seven, I believe. Okay, so he drove in seventy seven. All right, so at worst, Gary Sanchez is a pull-happy, all-or-nothing, 230 hitter that still hits 34 home runs and drives in about 80 runs. At worst. At worst. Which leads, so the, that's his, which leads the league anyway. And also think about where he's been hitting in the lineup this year. He's the seven-hitter doing that, or eight. Not the three or the four. So if at worst, that's what Gary Sanchez has become, he's no longer going to be a phenom, 300, gap-to-gap killer like he was in 2016 in part in 2017 and this is what he is now he can't shake the fact that he needs to pull everything and he's still going to give you 30 and 70 every year at worst why are you turning that away what other catcher is giving that to you right now why you cannot get over his past balls and I'm I, and you got people incorrectly calling his that wild pitch last night a Saturday night a pass ball it was a wild pitch i even had to tweet out the freaking definition of what a wild pitch is dude let me tell you something that a pitcher can go up there and throw 100 miles per hour directly at the backstop and gary gets blamed for a wild pitch with this well, fan even with, with Cole, a pass even ball today david Cohn took a you said well he did take know, a shot it, it was a it was in the dirt it bounced but you know gary should probably get that was that. the other day that wasn't today i don't think no that was today was when it? britain was pitching that was in the ninth inning today Oh, he did it the other day then, too. Could Gary Sanchez been in a better spot to potentially block that ball? Yeah, okay, I'll give you that one. Is it Gary's fault that he didn't block a ball that bounced in front of the friggin' plate? No, it's not his fault. It was Britain's fault. Yeah, Britain was all over the place today. And then there was another that wild wild pitch. Who I can't remember for the life of me who threw it, but the pitch missed by it was Adovino, right? He missed by the entire length of the plate. It the was entire a slider. Length of the plate. There needs to be a reasonable expectation from your pitcher that he's not going to miss by that much. Well, it's out of, you know, when he throws slider, so you should know better. No. If you're setting up, I forget, was he setting up outside and the ball went inside? Or, yeah, or he was setting versa? up inside, it went outside. Okay. And Cone took a shot at him on that pitch, too. I mean, come on now. By the entire length of the plate, and you're going to blame Gary Sanchez for not catching that? Come on. That's just not being fair. That's just trying to fit your narrative that you hate this guy and he's, quote, Fat and lazy, and he needs to be benched. And you know what? 
And I sent you guys that tweet that I sent where I said, if I'm Brian Cashman, I trade Gary Sanchez right now. Don't care yeah. what I get for him. Just get him out of here. Give the fans what happy. they want. Kyle Higashioka as the catcher. And it scared me. It legitimately scared me that that tweet. 20,000 likes. Respond, <laughs> that that tweet that people could not pick up the sarcasm in it because it just shows me how insane this fan base is that there's people out there that actually think that this is a real opinion because people have said it. So Cone, Cone took a shot at Gary on that Adovino pitch also. I didn't hear the one today. I was listening. I didn't hear, the, I didn't hear him say anything on the Adovino so pitch. So on the Adovino pitch, Cone took a shot because he claims that Gary needs to know his pitcher and he has to know that Adovino has that kind of slider. But here's my thing. The pitcher. That's probably, that's probably why I heard that same exact thing 20, right. 20 times because they were exactly. Phone. That's all anyone does. So in my eyes, as a, as a pitcher who I, I see where Coney comes from, he gets defensive for pitchers and that's fine. But as a pitcher, I always knew my catcher where you have to look at Gary Sanchez and what he's become. What's his number one strength as a catcher right now outside of his arm? He doesn't have any strengths. His, his, frame, framing. his framing, right? Every pitcher talks about it. Gary Sanchez Michaels now. Fuck you. Gary Sanchez is a guy who's working on his frame. That's his biggest strength behind the plate other than his arm. And the way he's setting up is different over the last couple years. He's not in the best position right now to take a slider in the dirt in the other batter's box. Because that's what they were working on with him. Right. Exactly. This is what he's focused on. As a pitcher, you need to know that you can't throw, you can't be set up inside and throw a slider in the other batter's box and expect Gary to get to it right now. And let's also not forget how filthy some of these bullpen arms are, too, that he's he's had to catch over the years. I mean, yeah, no. Avino, Tommy Canely, Araldis Chapman. That's no excuse, but it's it's not the truth. But it's, it's something to take into consideration on a young catcher who's still developing at that position. You know, and, and then I get tagged in tweets. Oh, defend Gary or make excuses for Gary Sanchez. What? What did I make an excuse for Gary Sanchez? I must have tweeted a dozen times in the last week how awful he's he been sucks. at the plate. He sucks right now. I'm not. Def- I'm not making excuses for him. My point is, what do you want to do? Right. This guy has the capability to carry a team when he gets hot. Is he hot right now? No. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say he's been anything but awful but, uh, with the bat this year. But what are your what are your other options? I mean, before Kyle Higashioka won in the IL, that's your option. I you wanna, want Kyle Higashioka to be a starting catcher for the Yankees. I want to make one more one more point on this, as far as people just wanting a better defensive catcher or whatever the hell they want. They want Gary out of here. Let me ask you this question, and here's where Gary poses more value than any stat will ever show. As a pitcher. You're going through this lineup that has absolutely no holes in it when they're, you know, when they're playing up to their potential. If you have the bases loaded, two outs, game on the line, who's scarier to you? A slumping Gary Sanchez or Kyle Higashioka? Dude, you could you could put Kyle Higashioka in Yogi Berra's body with in his prime, Johnny Bench, and with Johnny Bench and Jorge Posada swinging the bat for him, yeah. I still wouldn't want Kyle Higashioka up in that spot. Right, and and so let's put aside it again. Not defending Gary's performance right now. It's a it's abysmal. It is disgusting. He needs to be better. But you look at a guy's ceiling, which we know is very high for Gary Sanchez. And you look at his worst, and at worst, 
he poses a threat to a pitcher no matter what because they know what he's capable of. And at the nah, end of the day, he's not capable of anything. And at the end of the day, you're just irrational if if you don't see that. Because I mean, a little, another trivia: which pl- which catcher on the Yankees who who has the most home runs for a catcher in a season for the New York Yankees? It's in their history. Yeah, Sanchez. in their entire history, Gary Sanchez. Oh no, it was Mike Pagliarello. No, it was Gary it? Sanchez in 2019. I don't. I don't, I don't just even one season ago, and guess whose record he beat. Guess who was the previous holder of that record? It's Gary Sanchez. Oh yeah, two yeah. years prior with thirty three, and right. he did that also in uh, last year in ninety nine games. And, and the craziest thing with with Gary is that I think he's the first of all he's the quickest to a hundred home runs. Yeah, I believe it. Out of any major league baseball player, I could be wrong on that, but I'm I think almost someone positive. might have overtaken him. But I, when he did it, he was I think. And the thing, the thing with Gary is like. We see, we've seen how quickly he can turn it on. And when he does, even if it's only over a short amount of games, he fucking really turns it on. And he can carry an entire offense. Yeah, he's the fastest, fastest to 100 home runs in American League history. There you go. And that's my point about Gary Sanchez. He has the capability of carrying this team. So you just write. You, if Gary Sanchez is going to be his type of player. Ride it out. And, he gives, you, and he, he gives you one really great month a year and he sucks for the other five. <laughs> Maybe you have to deal with it. And then when he hits free agency, then maybe you look to go in a different route. But right now, I mean, what else are you going to do? You want Eric Kratz to be the starting catcher for the Yankees? You want to see if they can convince Chris Iannetta to come out of retirement? I mean, I had people – I'm not even kidding you. I saw somebody suggest that the Yankees trade Miguel Andujar Mm -hmm. and Clint Frazier to the Tigers to get Austin Romine and and Matthew Boyd. Holy fuck. Because they need Austin Austin Romine back. Holy fuck. And Matthew Boyd is pitching to what, 8 ERA right now? Not good. Oh, wait, that was almost as good as the trade proposal I saw the other day. Andujar and Frazier. Andujar and Frazier for Lance Lynn. Andujar and Frazier for Lance fucking Lynn. Because this team needs to start improving on their pitching. Well, according this to MLB.com. This team needs to start improving on their fucking pitching after they signed Garrett Cole. Lance Lynn's a top 10 pitcher in baseball. Holy fuck. You people are fucking dumb. Wow. I mean, come on. So it's taking, it's taking Ryan too long. What's he trying to find? Matthew Boyd's stats. Matthew yeah, Broderick? not going to happen. Just move on. Well, you brought up Clint Frazier, so I guess we have to segue into the second. I, I don't know. Is he the most hated person in Yankee Twitter or, or the second most hated? I think – don't you think Yankee Twitter defends Frazier now because no, no, he's like I, the martyr? No, no, no. Matthew no, Boyd, 9.20 ERA. Okay. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's yeah, trade yeah, come our two on, biggest please. trade chips for this guy in a backup catcher. Please. Okay. And then that's the other thing. Before we move on to Sanchez, the Yankees were stupid. They were cheap because they didn't want to pay Austin Romine $4 million. The guy's a fucking backup, dude. Like, there's a reason. Why we, we love him. him. We love him, but he's a backup. Come on. Do you know my he biggest? Never gonna, he was never going to be supplant Gary. My biggest two pet peeves in, in this world Ryan right now. could play every game for the next 20 years, and he wouldn't hit 34 home runs. My biggest two pet peeves in this world right now is when people are so irrational, they make me defend someone who I don't even like, or when they are so irrational for their for their love for someone that I have to 
that I have to discredit someone that I have a lot of respect for. Austin Romine is one of those people who I love and I have a lot of respect for, and I think he did an amazing job here. But get your head out of your ass, please. So if Gary Sanchez is public enemy number one, I guess John Carl Stanton is public enemy number two? I think Stanton could be one. Or is he one now? Because I he think wound, Stanton's one. He wound, because you know what? And we've been big defenders of John Carl Stanton on this show. I'm done defending him. Done. I'm tired. You see? know what? I'm sorry? I said, see, we 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 back up our shit. I'm done now. We've defended Stanton, but I'm done. You cannot wind up on the fucking injured list. I'm sorry. You can't do it, bro. No. You can't wind up on the injured list. You, you He kind of got a clean slate because the season didn't start on time and nobody real really thought about the fact that he probably was going to miss opening day had we started on time this year. So we forgot about that. He's on the field. He's hitting bombs. He's kind of cooled off, but he hit a big dinger yesterday. And then what happened? Mo- advances on a wild pitch. And what happens? <laughs> Fucking pulls, hurts himself. He hurts himself. Apparently, he didn't hear a pop, so it might not be as bad as they think. It doesn't matter. But bro, the dude's on the injured list. But bro, you said Again. you just said people give him a clean slate because he wouldn't have started the season. Dude, if they started the season just three weeks before they actually did, he probably still wouldn't have been ready. The Yankees were still questioning if he was one hundred percent when they started three months late or four months late. So this guy is really, if they started on time, who knows how much time he would have missed, comes back for however many games, and now he's out again? No. Yeah, 41 at-bats, 12 hits, three, uh, three home runs, seven RBIs, 293 batting average, and a 453 on-base percentage. Yeah, I mean, his, bat, his, his at-bats were overall generally better. He looked better at the plate. I mean, even if he was still striking out at a good clip, he just looked better overall. Like, and kind of like... And, just doing simple baseball activities, he gets hurt. Like you shouldn't be getting hurt advancing to second base. No, it, it's got to stop. I mean, but here's here's where I differ. I'm not defending him anymore. You want to call a guy, you know, glass G? Fine, he's fucking made of glass. Yeah. But here's here's what here's my difference between everybody else. When he gets his ass back in the lineup, I want him to hit a fucking home run. Yeah. I want him to drive in four runs every game. I'm not done with him. Like, oh, I'm done with him. I hope he never plays for the Yankees again. I never. If, I'm gonna boo him if he comes up. No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm still rooting for the guy, but I'm done defending him. If you want to call him glass and he's he's soft, fine, go right ahead. I I got nothing to to counter that because he fucking is right now until he proves that he can stay healthy, which he hasn't done. That's that's the narrative on the guy. Yeah, so, like to, I think too many people right now would rather be right. Than, than sacrifice being wrong and getting results. People want him to fail because they've already written him off. Chris, and, and it's just who's not probably right. My least, who's probably my least favorite Yankee? Who's the guy that you think that I, I, if I could get rid of? And don't include Hap because he doesn't count. We'll get to him later. All right, that you can get rid of. If I could just get him out of here, I would get rid. I would get him out of here. It's not Stanton, right? This isn't no, a setup. No, it's not Stanton. No, it's not a setup. Uh, Clint Frazier. It's not Clint Frazier. It's it's Aaron Hicks. Oh, Aaron Hicks, yeah. I can't stand Aaron Hicks. And yesterday, in the second game of the doubleheader, uh, he really pissed me off. The Yankees are down four runs, and on a on a ground ball double play, he decides that he's just going to take it easy. Yeah. And, you know, oh, he's yeah, out. Yeah. I'm not going to bother trying to break this up. 
And he, you know, that that type of shit bothers me, man, because we saw later in the game, the next inning, Luke Voigt, who is who statistically is the slowest player on the Yankees, still busted his ass down the second base to try to break up the double play, knowing how important every out was at that point in the game. But here's Aaron Hicks like. Yeah, I'm just not gonna, yeah, not gonna you know, bother here. That he, shit, that that you want to call somebody soft? That's soft to me. And what's my biggest complaint about Aaron Hicks is the fact that he takes shitty routes out in the outfield, and yeah. he's not as good of an outfielder as a lot of people think he is. Which he kind of cleaned up in 2019. But what's he been back to doing yeah, this year? Shitty. But like, if he, but but to finish my point. When Aaron Hicks is at bat, am I rooting for Aaron Hicks to strike out just so I can say, see, he sucks? No. No. No, I want Aaron Hicks to put one in the seat, rip one in the gap every time he's up. Because you know what I want to be more than I want to be right about a particular player Happy. being bad? Happy I want about the Yankees a win. to win a game. And if that player helps them win a game, I will gladly say, you know what? He played good today. The Yankees won. I'm happy. Not, oh, they're fucking Aaron Hicks is the reason why they won today. I'm wrong about Aaron Hicks. I'm mad. It, look, if, if Hicks had fucking like ACL surgery, like a torn ACL or something, and he's back in a shortened season, and he needs to take it easy, running down to first or running to second or whatnot, then you kind of just take it for what it is, and you hope he doesn't, you know, aggravate it. Because you've seen a couple guys trying to think of who it was that had a leg injury, and they've been taking it easy. I think it was Stanton, actually, uh, on a couple easy ground balls. But the guy had fucking Tommy John. So you have absolutely no excuse in my mind. To I'm be lollygagging. I'm not doctor. Go fouch yourself, but I'm Dr. pretty go sure fouch. That, Tommy, that Tommy John surgery is not a surgery on the legs. It could be. What is? What up? is your fucking elbow, Aaron? Please. So. So wait. Stan, I have to ask. Stanton goes to the IL. Uh, so that obviously means that Clint Frazier is called up and he gets his opportunity now, right? Well, Tyro Estrada got recalled today. Oh. And everybody on Twitter was freaking out about Frazier not getting uh, the call up, which is baffling to me because didn't we hate, you know, Clint Frazier because he couldn't catch a fly ball? We hated him, right? Yes. We wanted him banished, gone, sent to the phantom zone. But now he's. But now he's, he's not exactly at the phantom zone, but he's at the alternate site. Yeah. The alternate site. He's the Yankee so, martyr now. But now he's yeah he's the martyr of Yankee Twitter. It's not fair. It's not fair what the Yankees are doing to. He's Clint. been so nice. To, oh, they have to treat him better. Trade him if you're not <laughs> going to treat him better. Shut. Please shut up. Please. Everybody hated this guy, but now he's getting mis- He's getting quote mistreated, and the Yankees are they're mean. They're so mean. Look to an extent, I, you know, you feel for the guy that. It just seems like he's never going to get his opportunity. But who, I mean, we have to hold people accountable who should be held accountable. Clint Frazier is accountable for his for anything that happens to him at this point after the way he acted. And we don't know what happens behind closed doors either. We don't know if we got a, the full story of, of him being as bad as it was. But here, log- logically and logistically, the Yankees were playing one more game in Tampa. Tyro Strada's already there. Got right. Sent down after game one. So he didn't leave Tampa. He's there. They said he was still there as part of the taxi squad. Why are you going to flag Frazier, especially in the COVID era? Why are you going to fly Frazier down to Tampa for one game when you're coming back home for two weeks? If you really want Clint Frazier on the team, why would you do that? Right. Does it make any sense whatsoever? 
Now, and we should have brought this up in the beginning, so I'll bring it up real quick. Uh, we forgot to talk about this. MLB did extend the 28-man roster for the entire season. 29 for doubleheaders, I believe, but that is no longer going to be tapered off throughout the season. Okay. So you have that. Then you also have to look at it like everybody loves Mike Talkman now, right? Mikey T. Mikey T, step it up. The best Mike T in baseball, I heard, right? The best Definitely. Mike T in baseball. Right? Uh, did Dr. Gofouch say it? I think he did. So now with John Carl Stan now, you know, maybe maybe you give maybe you give Judgey a couple of days at DH, you know, I find that finds Talkman in, in the outfield a little bit more. You know, you, you know, there's there's ways to to work that. You know, that also makes sense. Everybody loves Mike Ford. Now now you can play Ford and Voigt every day because one can DH, one can play first base. And and if you keep Estrada around, now you have the extra infielder for uh, in case of an, uh, an emergency situation when you switch DJ over to first base late in the game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, instead of just, oh, they're not, they're not being fair to Clint. They're not being fair to Clint. Think about it. Just sit. It took me three seconds to sit there and think that. about <laughs> and sit there and think about all that and how it makes a lot of sense why Clint Frazier isn't on the team because they really don't need another outfielder. So, do you think? So, is the point you're getting at that not only was Tyra Estrada called up because he was in Tampa, but you think he'll stay up? I don't know if he'll stay up, but I'm just saying if it, that is the long term solution, doesn't it still make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. But do you think that come Tuesday? there's a possibility that Clint does get the call because Actually, I still don't think it I, would be I him. Have, I have a tweet from Marley Rivera of ESPN. If you give me a second to look it up, somebody sent it to me. Um, tweeted it. She tweeted. She, it. she tweeted it. She tweeted she it. She tweeted it. I retweeted it. Don't forget Tyler Wake could play the outfield too. Tyler Wake can do anything. Can he pitch? Probably. He pitches Ryan's 10. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. There's only one man that Ryan doesn't need a blue chew for, and that's Tyler Wade. A blue choo-choo. All right, here it is. Since you said choo-choo and you're still looking, I got to say, Choi had a good game the other day, by the way. He's good. Choi Choi. He's good. Another What's four- his first name? He-Man? G-Man Choi. G-Man Choi. Another former right, here Yankee we go. doing a couple this thousand is, work. This is from Marley Rivera of ESPN before the game today, uh, and this is – Actually, let me bring up. We have to go to the website here to get the full quote. Here we go. Boone said the Yankees opted to bring up Estrada instead of Andujar because they didn't necessarily want to start the option clock over again with Miggy. Sounded like Andujar will probably be brought up tomorrow, really Tuesday, because they're off on Monday. We'll be in a position to potentially do that heading into Monday. Well, they pick up. They pick up what an extra year of service time. Yeah, but notice how Clint Frazier's name never came up. Yeah, I mean it's crazy, but it, look if you have a DH spot opened up now, fuck. I mean, Andujar, get him some at bats, and without the liability of him being in the field, fuck it. Right? If it, yeah, it, I, if Miggy if Miggy gets hot enough and sees enough pitches, we know what he's capable of too. Yeah, Andujar was sent down earlier in the week, and it was it was the right move. I think he was like one for fourteen on the year. He really hasn't hit the ball with any authority, and he, you know, in, in fairness to him, uh, it's sporadic playing time. They got him out in left field, trying to learn how to be a left fielder. So you know, it was the right thing to do. But it sounds like he's going to be the move, and not Clint Frazier. 
So again, before we move on, it, simple yes or no question: Is Clint Frazier's future in Major League Baseball as a New York Yankee? I I definitely say no, but I'm not just going to say that. I have to also just add this to the to the point here that you said it just 20 seconds ago. We've we already had an over overcrowded outfield. If this if if Stanton went down and we really didn't have any outfield depth and he didn't get called up then, I'd say you can point this directly to they just want nothing to do with him. I still think it's close to that. But when you have a guy like Miggy who you really want up here and to do damage, if that's the move, I can't say it's just because they don't like Clint Frazier or that he's not. I still don't think he has a future here. I don't know if he has a future anywhere, but I, nah. definitely not here. I think he has a future, and I, I think it benefits the Yankees to hold on to him just in case they can use him in case a Talkman, a Gardner goes down, Judge. Then then they could use him, but for now, they benefit from waiting until that collective bargaining agreement expires and they rule that there will be a universal DH because that that doubles the potential uh, trading uh, uh components Part- I, I don't yeah, know absolutely. partners absolutely so they're they benefit from holding miguel andujar and holding clint frazier who are defensive liabilities for absolutely. this for the next That's couple of years point. because the universal dh is coming it's just it's not until this collective bargaining agreement is done and then that opens the pool to 29 other teams instead of just 14 that's a fucking great point yeah. it really is i mean it it, it that, ups that his value like true for the brain yeah. right there it ups his yeah, value so much when i was on in the bathroom today it just came to me that's wow. where i get my good thinking in mm. But, All right, so you know. We'll, you know, we'll we'll move along here now. Uh, uh, recap the week here. We recorded Saturday, uh, Sunday afternoon last week because the Yankees were on Sunday night baseball. Uh, they won that game. Judge with a big home run. Uh, you know, you're feeling good. Then we move on to Philadelphia. Yankees win again, uh, and then the tropical storm hits, mm-hmm. and it kind of washed away. All the Yankees' good feelings because uh, they've won two games since then and lost many. And they, where are they? Two and what? One, two, three, four, five. They're two and five in their last seven since the tropical storm. So, whatever, you know, it, that storm, you know, really wreaked havoc in this area with knocking out a lot of power. And it seemed <laughs> to knock out the Yankees' power too because, uh, then they had to. They canceled the game Tuesday, even though after the storm passed, it looked like they probably could have played. Yeah. But it yeah. ended up being nice out. But they canceled uh, so it on one, Monday already. Yeah, like it was it scheduled Monday for Tuesday, and then it ended up looking like they could end up playing because you know later in the afternoon it had become sunny and nice out. Uh, then we move on to Wednesday here. Yankees split the doubleheader. They lose the game one, win game two. Uh, Thoughts on the seven inning doubleheader? If your answer is anything but I fucking hate it, I don't care to talk to you ever again. The only time I ever want to watch a seven inning baseball game is if I'm watching the Little League World Series. <laughs> it is so fucking, it is actually embarrassing. Now, I get it, right? I think that it makes sense and I don't want to justify it because it's so bad. It makes sense if you're going to do it in any season to be this season because there's going to be so many doubleheaders this year. And, you know, whatever. But it is so embarrassing that a professional sport has altered the time of the game by reducing innings. That's like football coming back and having... And saying, well, and yeah, playing, we're going to play 12 minutes yeah, a right. Now, is the, is the reasoning for that because they're going to do it a lot or is it because of player safety? So they don't well, have to play nine in, two nine-inning well, you know, games. 
uh, Ryan, you know COVID only comes out after the eighth inning. Right. You know that, right? I mean, because it's not too well, smart player reason, safety to have a doubleheader in a dome, if, if that's the well, reasoning. They, they, the, the initial re- – yeah, I mean, right? Uh, I <laughs> think they said their initial reasoning was they don't want the players spending that much time at the ballpark. Yeah. See, that's uh, stupid to me then. I thought it was. I thought it was because because there's going to be they anticipated yes, so then, many double headers. And then that's where they kind of they flipped it and they said, "Well, there's going to be so many that we have to do seven inning double headers." I mean, the Yankees play two double headers this week, and I'm sure they're going to end yeah. up playing having to play more because oh, yeah. games. The now they end up, I think they have to make up games with the Orioles, right? Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, they're making that up on September 4th. I don't know if it's a double header, but. That's where so schedule. let me let me ask this question, and I think it's really yeah, it is a double header. This back. is what's really fucking stupid to me. Okay. If you do the ratio, right, where a pitcher has to throw five innings to secure a win in a nine inning game, glad you brought this. Up. If you do the ratio, it really goes down to four innings. Actually, a little bit less. I think three point two. But it really goes down to four innings to complete four innings in a seven inning game to to get a win. If you're going to alter the fucking game, you better alter that kind of shit too, well, right? Because you want to get Garrett Cole. Yeah, listen, it could be anyone though. I'm just saying in general. Why did why doesn't that change? We're changing the game completely by lowering the innings. Well, then standards for the because because look, we all know Garrett Cole went out there yesterday and said, okay, I can either give decent stuff over seven innings possibly and be efficient. Or I can be fucking filthy for f- for four throw or five innings, pitches. and then my bullpen only needs to throw a couple innings and, and secure the win, which is what you saw. You saw him tire out a little earlier or be less efficient throughout the game than he has been, even though his stuff looked by far the best the other day. Very sharp. All right, we're okay. We're not there yet. I'm just saying in general, you're going to change the game. You got to oh, think I about understand. those things too. Agreed. All right. So I I did not I'm not enjoying seven inning doubleheaders like you I if yeah I mean if we have to deal with it this year we have to deal with it this year but I'm hearing people on like Don LaGreca and Ken Davidoff they're they're advocating for this to be Major League Baseball period going for every game seven innings Listen, no I know I'm, I'm sorry I know no, I'm setting myself no, up for this no. with you. Because you like to fucking trigger me and say I'm into conspiracies and shit, but I this is a conspiracy that I am I truly believe that when think that these things that the commissioner is testing out this year, he has every big broadcaster advocating for it, regardless of what they truly feel. Like listen, they, listen yeah. around the league, every single one of them is saying they love the seven inning doubleheader. Well, Paul O'Neill said, and he said, "Listen, he goes, I don't, I'm, I'm not for it. We have to do it this year. I'm okay with it this year, but I don't want it going forward, which is how I am too. I don't like it. If we got to do it to get baseball in this year, then fine, I'll live with it. You know, but this Paul O'Neill's, be- uh, Paul O'Neill's also the guy who told Roger Clemens to go fuck himself when he wanted the number twenty-one. He got a, he he got a nice big head Michael K zinger in today. It was really good. But you <laughs> know, then, I like that conspiracy." Then, because uh, earlier when they announced that there might be the pick'em for the playoffs, where the once that was another eight, thing too. Everyone was on board for that, and everyone's on board with the extra uh, teams. They're like, "I love this. This makes yeah. the game more interesting." I, I like that. No, cons- it doesn't. Conspiracy, Chris. That's it. CC. And then, and then, uh, what do we, what do we have here? Yeah, forget it. Uh, but game one, uh, Yankees take a three nothing lead, and then guess what happens? 
J J Hap happens. Happens. He happened. Uh, he walked six men, allowed four earned runs, and uh, after three innings, and, and, and you know this is you know this loss got blamed on Boone in some of parts course. of social media, of course, because Aaron Boone should have known his pitcher, and then after the of first course. inning, he should have pulled Hap. Because Hap didn't allow a run until the 100%. third inning. So he should have known better right. and got him out of there after the first. Right. Because here, any good manager will do anything it takes to take his starter out after one inning. Any good when manager. Playing, when you're playing two double headers in one week. Any good you. manager would do that. Right. Can we please, and this, this might go against everything that I said. Can we please get Jay Happ off this team? Yeah, I mean, I give him one more start. Seriously, one more. Everybody has seen to turn a corner so far. Montgomery had a little bit of dip in his last start. He got roughed up a little bit. But, you know, Tanaka had a good start. Paxton had a good start. Cole's pin, pitching well. You want to give him one more start? One more. Fine. But if, he, if he goes out there and shits the fucking if bed he can't, again. Yeah, it's done. I just wanted to bring up my tweet real quick because I think it's, I think it's pretty uh, – because we can say all we want about Hap, but my number one thing with him, especially when he came over here and I started looking into his career, he's always been pretty consistent. Like, he's never been an elite starting pitcher, but he's always been consistently good throughout his career, right? The other day when he only threw four four innings with another four earned runs, it was the first time in his career he did it in back-to-back scheduled starts. And I put a note, he did it in 2013, but it was three months apart because he had an injury. It was the first time that he's done that in his career. And he's been in the league for 14 years or 14 seasons. So that that is a big red flag for me that this isn't just a guy who's struggling anymore. We saw the decline last year, and he's doing things so poorly that he's never done in his entire 14 seasons. Wasn't there some sort, sort of walk statistic he had there? What He had three innings. Six six walks. It was something. Yeah, it was he, something he with the six, six walks. Six batters in his last start. If you want to give up ten home runs, fine. Give up ten home runs. You can't walk six guys. You I can't said do it. it. I said it. You want to get beat on a on a. Uh, who was it who walked the bases loaded uh, run in the other day? I said I said a million times. I would rather see a grand slam and let them beat you, than you beat yourself. And, you and Michael King walk started game two yesterday, and he was a little all over the place. Yeah. But you know what? I like his stuff. He's got a much bigger upside. I'd rather deal with Michael King's growing pains than, than Hap. Seriously. I would rather – I honestly, I'd rather see uh, – I want to see Schmidt get a start here. I think he, Well, he's got to hit the 40-man first. Yeah, I know. I'm saying eventually I want to see him up here. I want to see what he has in a big league game because my number one thing I said about him – after that brief outing he had in the summer camp games was it wasn't just how good his stuff was. I loved his composure. Yeah. And, and yeah, you that's can say it was York. a scrimmage, but that's not the case. I mean, this guy knows he's going out there to prove himself, and he was very composed, and he looked really good. I want to see what, well, what kind of stuff he has. If there's nothing to lose at this point with Hap going out there every single time and doing what he's doing, I want to see what Clark Schmidt has. Chris Iannetta retired earlier today. He was a part of the 40-man and now spots open for Clark Schmidt to take. So we'll see. So, I and mean, I like that Albert Abreu too. He looked nice. Mm. Yeah, but I think we saw why he's kind of dipped in the, uh, yeah. the pecking order amongst prospects. Sure, he, sure. He's kind of has no control whatsoever. Oh, yeah. Uh, Good stuff, though. 
Yeah, he's got good stuff. He can't throw strikes, which yeah, right. Is That's the Yankee prospect bugaboo. Yeah. Right? Is the is the control. Bugaboo. But, you know, Yanks put that double header and then they go for uh the series win, I guess, or the split on uh Thursday, which they didn't get. They lost five to four. Uh that was Montgomery's start. He got roughed up a little bit, but I don't know. I don't really t- I'm not really too worried about Monty. Well, he is coming back from TJ, so we'll give him another. We'll give him another throw out there, unless yeah. Chris wants to. Chris wants to murder him. I like Montgomery. Him. That's that leg injury, right? Not, TJ. So yes, it's yeah. in the knee. Actually, um, no. I I like Monty. I'm just not an, as high as him on him as as you guys are, just yet. And don't forget David Hale. He pitched two and a third in that game. He's got a 1.59 earned run average. Yeah, this he's year. looked good. And then we'll move along here to uh, Friday. They start the series with the Rays. Uh, might be the most encouraging one nothing loss I've seen for the Yankees because Masahiro Tanaka looked as good as i ever seen him look in that game. i got to say, and I know it's early and we've only seen him a few times and even at a couple times and even at that, we've seen a limited Masahiro Tanaka. But I have a feeling that if one guy is going to benefit from Matt Blake and what he brings to the table... It's going to be Masahiro Tanaka because I see a completely different pitcher out there. Yeah, I was, really it was do. Another start where his fastball looked just a yeah. little bit faster, and I think it has to do with how he's spotting it. Blake switched oh. up his mechanics a little bit too. Oh, they really? said I, I really think that he's going to benefit the most from this guy. I think I think he's going to really turn yeah. him into the guy that we've we've been expecting. So Tanaka went five innings, one hit, no walks, five Ks, uh, also no runs allowed. Uh, he gave him 59 pitches after giving him 51 the previous start. I thought they were going to maybe push him a little bit more, but Boone said that was enough for him. Uh, so you like to see him maybe go a little bit deeper into the game next time. Maybe he can give you six, uh, especially if he keeps his pitch count down. But he looked fantastic, man. Phenomenal. I think that's exactly what you needed to see for somebody to get behind Garrett Cole and really say, I'm the number two guy in the staff. And Tanaka, he looked, he looked a part of it. Now – there's one big takeaway from this game and the race series as a whole, except for the game that the Yankees won on Saturday is they, they couldn't hit for whatever reason they couldn't yeah. hit. And you, I, and a lot of the times you'll say, Hey, you want to tip your cap to the race pitching staff? Fine. But I'm not going to do that. No. The Yankees had a lot of fucking hanging, breaking balls that they missed. They had a lot of fastballs that were right down the middle that they swung through. I, Honestly, and you don't want to take anything away from the Rays, but fuck them because they're they're chirpy little bitches. And really, I'm sick and tired of their, their fucking act, and Blake Snell in particular. Which like, yeah, he's oh, a scumbag. We, we, we like to beat the Yankees. Yeah. We party hard when we beat yeah, them. Fuck, fuck you. you. You yeah. fucking Go play, jerk you off. You fucking jerk off. Exactly. Wait, the Rays uh, tried to lose this game today, right? First of all, bad break for them. The, today, Morton got hurt today, yeah, right? Yeah, he got pulled. Charlie yeah. Morton, you don't want to see it's it. It's a shoulder. He's hurt, right? But on top of that, the Yankees, they only scored three runs today. Yeah. they yeah. All gifts. Yeah, all gifts. I mean, who was the outfielder uh, should have right. caught that ball? He yeah, drops it. Yeah. John Sterling had a friggin', uh He just went nuts. And the Yankees scored the runs. And then they just gave it right back. But, yeah, so what were we saying here? Because Tanaka, right? So I'm feeling really encouraged about Masahiro Tanaka right now. But, again, the Yankees' bats in this game and for most of the series, I don't know what it was. They just they just could not seem to square something up that they that even 
three, four days ago, they were they were lining, you know, 110 mile an hour yeah. beams and, and hitting them into the, the seats. I, I just don't know what it was. Is, well, is this place that that much in their heads right now? Is the it, it seemed like the strategy for Ray's pitching was the breaking ball. Just constantly go to the breaking ball. Because I think Chaz Rowe, at one point through, I think like he ended the game yeah. 17 straight sliders. Yeah, sliders. and a lot of them sucked. And they, dude, they, they a, really lot of them a lot sucked. of them suck. A lot of them suck. Yeah. To big hitters, too. Stanton and Torres in particular. So uh, they lose one nothing. You know, everybody wanted to blame Gary because the pass, the, the sure. wild pitch. Talkman, too, with the base running blunder. At yes. second, going trying to advance to third. Yeah, that was you with know, no but outs. He, but he's the internet darling, so we right. can't make fun of him. True, I shouldn't have brought right. it up. All right, so have. Yankees win eight four game one. That was Cole start, which I'm going to blow my fucking stack about in in one minute. But that was the only game this uh, this series the Yankees hit. They hit three home runs. Stan Judge and uh, who was the other one? Who's the other guy to hit Boyd? one line? No, Boyd didn't I'll go. I'll pull deep. it up. Judge Stanton and um, Ford. Yeah, Ford bomb, hit a bomb, Ford, yeah. bomb, 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 bomb. Four hundred thirty-six okay. feet, I think. Yeah, bomb. What can 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 we break this down real quick? Sure. Can we break this down real quick? What 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 would you say everybody's been bitching and complaining about since we started this this podcast? We, we don't have an ace. Brian Cashman doesn't go out there and get aces. He can't acquire the big picture, right? Right. The Yankees are cheap. They don't want to spend the money on Patrick Corbin, right? right. Wasn't that part of the narrative yeah. too? Right. Oh, Zach Greinke. Yankees didn't want to go get Zach Greinke. Meanwhile, he would have never fucking came here. But we had to right. we had to deal with that shit. Right. And what did Brian Cashman and the Yankees go out and do in the offseason? Got the white whale. Spell it out for stupid people. What did they go out there and do they in the offseason? They signed Garrett Cole this offseason. They signed Garrett Cole. Runner-up Cy Young. Hasn't lost in like three years. Who is arguably top three best pitchers in all of baseball. Yeah, it's not a doubt in my mind. Legitimate ace. Legitimate. It's not. It's the most legitimate as ace, ace as you could get. The most legitimate ace in our lifetime. I, not I, cheap. Gave him three hundred twenty-four so. million dollars. Not correct? cheap. I think he not could cheap. be the, considered the best pitcher since Whitey Ford. Eventually, when this is all said and done, that's a big statement. But I like it. At worst, is he is he the third best pitcher in Major League Baseball? At, at absolute, at absolute worst. worst. At absolute yes. worst. Had the best stuff we've seen him have in a Yankee uniform on Saturday. Yes. Right. What did he strike out? Ten guys. Something yeah. Like that. Yes. Yeah. It was ten. Rand. Look, he pitched. Yeah. He pitched his fucking balls off on Saturday. I'm sorry. He did. He absolutely did. He ran out of gas. And if you want to say that an ace should go longer than five innings, go fuck yourself because this is the weirdest season we've ever been a part of. And Garrett Cole went out there and dominated for the first four innings. And he just he just he threw too many pitches and he ran out of gas a little bit. But you know what? He every game he's gone out there, he's brought better stuff to the mound that he did the game before. And when he puts it all together, we're, our, our jaws are going to be our jaws are going to be on the fucking floor. And instead of saying out there and saying Garrett was dominant today. He ran out of gas. It's a weird season, doubleheader, blah, blah, blah. No, no. We we have to hear tweets from people saying, Oh, looks like we looks like we got the Pittsburgh Garrett Cole. Yes. Looks like we got the Pittsburgh Garrett Cole. Yes. And here's my here might be my favorite one. Could you imagine how bad Garrett Cole would be if Larry was still here? Ooh. Terrible. Can I just make two points about his start on Saturday? 
I yes. touched on it before a little bit. Um, first thing, you're playing seven innings, right? So I started saying this uh, before in the last segment. A guy like Cole goes out there and he game plans. This is seven innings. So an ace's job is to eat up as as many innings as you can and hand the ball off to your best guys with the least amount of innings left in the game. So at this point, you have Garrett Cole who says, fuck it. I'm going all out right now. I'm going to I'm gonna get creative. I'm going to be cute on some at-bats because I'm not going to get beat today. That's why you saw a little less efficiency from him, and he was higher up in pitch count, and he emptied the tank. Now, now they wanted to leave him out there to get the win. I get that. And he's the type of guy who you're not really at risk for for injury at that point. The guy's a workhorse, right? Okay, but here. But hold here. on. I just want to say okay, one more okay. thing. Uh-huh, and okay. just to okay. just to segue you're, you're, after uh, we're done with you're this. You're mediocre like your playing career. He's okay. a starter. Rest in peace. Okay. <laughs> so, I just want to say this, and we can touch on it after we get to any more Cole points. You've seen this now across the board with even the best starts of every Yankee so far that they hit this wall. They've hit a wall regardless of how great they've been. And I think that really pertains to where I was wrong in saying that even though they didn't really have a spring training or an extended summer camp type, that these pitchers should be ready and should be stretched out. They're not. They're not right now. You've seen it. You've seen guys tire even if they're being efficient like today in Paxton and have the Paxton had some of the best stuff we've seen him have since he's been a Yankee, but he hit that wall and every pitcher has been doing it outside of Masahiro Tanaka because he was just that filthy. And I think that's something to look out for too. We've waited so long to get an ace, a legitimate number one top of the line rotation, drop your balls on the, on the mound. No, you're going to win that day pitcher. Absolutely. And after his third fucking start, this fan base has already got shit to say about him because he pitched four and two thirds innings. Yeah. I, I'm so sick of this fucking fan base. I really I am. I'm sorry. Seriously. Honestly, I, I really, if I didn't have so much fun interacting with certain people, and know that there are actually legitimately good fans out there that are fun to talk to and, and respect and have good debates and opinions with. I really wanted to quit Twitter today. I'm so sick and fucking tired. I don't of this. go on. I only tweet. I don't look at anything anymore. Dude, we finally have an ace, and you guys are so fucking pig headed that you don't even appreciate it. After three fucking starts, you're ready to run the guy out of town because he didn't finish five innings. Like and- Chris said. These guys are not built up yet. You can't. You can only expect so much. There has been no spring training. They were off from March until July, and they had three weeks to go where they basically were scrimmaging each other. It's not the yeah. same thing. And then you're throwing these guys into immediately, immediately into competitive games that count. And you want to see the, the you want to see them go eight innings, allow two hits, and strike out fifteen. It's not going to happen. It might not happen for another two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. It's just a natural progression of things. But immediately, we have to go to Twitter and bash Garrett Cole. Go 
Seriously, go fuck yourself. Yeah, and don't Seriously. don't forget the Yankees were on a three game losing streak before that game too. So what does he do as an ace? He puts the team on his back, and yeah, he didn't give them a lot of innings, but he gave them enough where he was able to hand the ball off to their two best yes. available options and Chad Seriously. Green and Adam Adovino. So, so if, you did your if, job, if you ace. Can't, if you can't appreciate Garrett Cole for what he's done so far, then you're just never going to appreciate anybody that this team brings in. No. And you should just honestly find something else to do with your time. Go be a Mets honestly. fan, honestly, because you're miserable. They're, honestly, they're miserable. You know. Who you know who really hates that Larry Rothschild's not in this or not on the staff anymore? Aaron Boone, because everything now it used to be like if it were pitching flaws, at least you know Larry's guys it would be Larry's fault. Now everything is Boone's fault. Everything from top to bottom. All right, so let's move on to that, right? You know, seriously, I'm just sick and tired of it. You know, if you can't appreciate Garrett Cole and I at least give him an ace in five starts. Where he hasn't lost three, he hasn't lost any. And listen, our fan base is the Yankee fan base. So we hate sitting here and saying this shit. Because you know we're not talking to every Yankee fan. But we're talking to the select loud few that are just complete fucking idiots. I'm sorry, we're going to call you out for what it is. And you can call us idiots back. I don't give a fuck. But that's the type of relationship that we have with you. And we're going to be honest. You sound like fucking morons. You sound like fucking... spoiled crybabies who just can't appreciate anything anymore. And it just doesn't help. It's There's no reward for it. Criticize other teams. Get to their head. Root against them. Don't root against the team that you supposedly root for. So we got Garrett Cole, you know, get the win. Game one, Yankees lose game two. Uh, everybody thought Judge hit that one out at the end of the game, but Judge knew he didn't get it all. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, you saw you saw his reaction as soon as he hit it. He knew he didn't get it at all. He gave it a ride. Yankees lose that game. Uh, that was the game. That was the game we referenced earlier, where Hicks decided he was going to stroll to second base and not try to break up the double play. Which good job, Aaron Hicks. Uh, and then today, you, you like you said, there's no there's no scapegoat for Boone anymore. So Larry's yeah. gone. So now everything is Boone's fault. James Paxton, the fastball was up a little bit. Today it was sitting like just under ninety three, which was better than he hit ninety four. Sometimes, Did he? okay, so he, he he was better, better, but really good stuff today through six innings. Uh, he ran up against it there in the seventh. The Yankees didn't hit at all today. They had their three run score on a hit by pitch with the bases loaded and a two run error, uh, so they didn't do anything offensively. Oh, uh, for eight were runners in scoring position. So you want to blame anybody for this loss today? Blame Boom. the offense. Blame Boone. It's just blame easier. Boone. It's easier. <laughs> think about it. You don't have to think, right? You don't have to take the time to really break down the game in your head and and tire yourself out by thinking critically and seeing where the flaws were. It, it's just easy to just say it's Boone's fault. Let's just make life can easier. I, can I give a positive for Boone? Yes. Uh, his nephew was actually drafted by the Washington Nationals, Jacob Boone. Remember Brett Boone in our interview yes, with him was talking about son. him. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, Brett Boone's son. If he makes the major leagues, he will be the fourth generation Boone. First time ever? First time ever. And Major League Baseball, Booner for the Boons. Booner for the Boons. That, that's pretty wild. Four generations of, of baseball players. So that would be a great, that would be a great mockumentary about like a conspiracy like that. Where where MLB has has a booner for boons. What if I told you? What if I told you that Manfred was put in place years ago by a syndicate just to recruit the fourth generation boon? 
There's something about these bonas. I got a boona for here's a here's a hot mic. He didn't know he was on a hot mic. I got a boona for boon. Okay, so here we go. Right, we hit the seventh inning. Paxton's cruising along here. Six scoreless. Yankees are up three nothing. Unhittable. And then, and then what happens? And this is this is such a bugaboo for me. You should not be giving a batter a pitch that he can hit out of the ballpark when you're up 0-2. You can't make a mistake like yeah, that on 0-2. Yeah, 100%. Biggest pet peeve in base. Oh. He serves up a two-run home run to, uh, who was that, Brousseau hit that with uh, on the 0-2 pitch? To, is he French? Right? He, uh, he might be. Brousseau. He might be. Yeah, it was it was their first baseman, 0-2 pitch. I mean, when I saw that, I was like, dude, come on. But you know what? He pitched really well up until that point. And then here is where Yankee Twitter decided that Aaron Boone lost the game for the Yankees. He didn't go and get mm. James Paxton. Mm. But God. if you had ever paid attention once, just one time, to know that a left-handed batter was coming up, He's not going to get James Paxton to bring in fucking Jonathan Holder. He's not doing it. He's going to let James Paxton pitch to the fucking lefty. And what happens? Lau hits a home run. Game's tied. So naturally, it's Aaron Boone's fault. Here's what pisses me off. They, this, I guess it's throughout any fan base. I'm not just going to say Yankee fan base. You take things out of context so poorly. I mean, it's, it's embarrassing. Look at the context. Was Paxton getting rocked? And, no, and where, where he still wasn't the best guy to have out there at the time? No, he made one bad pitch. If he had been facing a right-handed hitter, I can understand the argument. But lefty, lefty, no. There's no argument. You there. can only understand. Not for Jonathan Holder, bro. You can only understand it, though, because he hasn't had a lot of starts where he's built up his arm, correct? Yes. If this was midseason, Paxton being Paxton, and he's that efficient and that solid all year, you're not pulling him just because a guy hit a two-run home run at that point when you just had a double header yesterday. Yeah. I mean... No, the only criticism there is that he's, he's looked very shaky in his first couple of starts, and he was up to 80... Seven pitches, I think he finished with. So maybe you should have just taken what he gave you at that point. But when you just played a doubleheader the day before, and you most likely only have Holder and Britain because you don't necessarily want to use Green or Adovino, then if you're telling me Jonathan Holder, too, like Christian said, whether it's a lefty or a righty, I don't even care. If you're telling me Jonathan Holder is a better option at that point, then you just haven't been paying yeah. attention over the last couple of years. Just the, yeah, in this game, I mean, he had 11 strikeouts in this game, uh, James Paxton. Remember, Jonathan Holder was so fucking bad last year that he got sent down, and we never thought we were going to see him again. But irregardless of the two home runs he gave up in the seventh inning, this was a very encouraging start for James Paxton. Absolutely. Even without his best fastball, he went out there and he was really dominant through six innings. Yeah, I liked how he, he changes speeds, man. If you're not going to have that fastball, then you have to rely on your, your change of speeds because he was throwing 92, 93 yeah, consistently, and his breaking ball was clocking at sometimes it was like 81 to 83 miles per hour. That's a huge yeah, difference. Yeah, but Christian, you but, said to hold off on this until now. You know, I'm not that upset about these shitty games where they've lost because, if anything, I wanted to see the pitching turn a corner, and they definitely did. I mean, across the board. Yeah, I would have liked to win one one more. Win yeah, no, today. I want to win all of them. But what I'm saying is, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go, walk away from this past weekend 
and say it was a complete failure. We saw a lot of no, promise out of guys. No, you can't. All right, you want to use Dude, it, this is glorified spring training. We've said it. We've said it. Yeah, but you also said that, well, will you ever get emotional about this like a regular season? Yeah, today I was. Today I was. This was the first time I really got angry and pissed about a loss today. Did you see James Paxton coming off the mound today? He just stared down in the, the race. Because they out. were talking yeah. shit to him. Yeah, yeah. They were talking Figured. shit to him. They're a bunch of fucking Yeah, because they were throwing boxes. in. They were throwing in yesterday, and then he started out the game throwing a little bit inside. Look. Honestly, I thought Boone and the Yankees were being a little sensitive Saturday night with the complaining about the pitching in. But fuck the Rays. Seriously. Yeah, not a fan. And bring CC, Sign him up for one a one-game contract when we're when they come to the Bronx. Yeah, they should have made him the extra man for the doubleheader. We're going we're gonna to give him a bunch of Billy Crystal contracts this year. Just one day, whenever we need to fucking drill someone right in the head. So Actually, I don't, if, I, don't know, I don't know if CC can reach the plate anymore after his... Uh, after his, uh, what the fuck did first pitch he threw out? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just throw the pitch and charge and try or charge, Just charge charge the plate. <laughs> charge the plate. Charge the fucking plate. Don't even wait for him to get to you. I really think they supplanted. They're definitely. I definitely the Red Sox are not my most hated team anymore. And I think they definitely supplanted the Astros as my most hated team right now. Really? Well, we play the race. Raise so. over the Astros. Because nah. they're a bunch of punks too. Because they're, uh, you guys saw the video of uh, what's that? What's his name? The, the Ramon Laureano. Laureano. He was being challenged to a fight by the fucking bench coach or the first base coach of the uh, of the Astros today, and a, uh, uh, a brawl broke out. I mean, yeah, social distancing protocols out the window. Yeah, Asshole. he's gonna get suspended. Come on, for Carlos Correa. Games, I bet Carlos Correa. Like that's all you need to think about in your head yeah, to know Bre that Alex Bregman that they're your most hated team. Two well, uh, reading quickly, two A's got thrown out of game today. Exactly zero Astros got thrown. Let out me of tell game you something. Today. The first thing I said to myself when that fucking fight broke out was, they're gonna protect. They're gonna continue to protect them. It is a fucking joke, a joke. Yeah, you're gonna see a heavy suspension for Lorian. Don't you see the hostility teams and players have against this team? For a fucking reason, Manfred, you jerk off. What was Kelly's yeah, suspension? He, eight. eight. No, there's more hostility because of Manfred protecting them. I'm not yeah, saying no, today was in-game Manfred. No, but Loriano was hit by the pitch. He was hit. Right. And then right. and then the and the Astros bench was jaw-jacking him. And then the coach was challenging him to a fight. Yeah, he, and then he, 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 waved hit, him then over. he hides he behind the players. Then he hides behind the players when he starts charging them. Yeah, and Bregman tackled them. Do not no instigate fights. They said this one. This is the one thing they say. Social distancing protocols do not instigate fights. What is this asshole out there doing? Instigating a fight. If he doesn't get fucking suspended for that, you know there's a there's something going on. So you know a, there is. So the A's player gets hit, gets instigated, he's ejected. Yes. Phenomenal. Great job, Major League Baseball. Seriously, great job. Uh, hopefully the Yankees will do a great job as they head home now. They're off on Monday, and then uh, twelve of their, their next twelve games are all in New York. They have a nine-game homestand, and then the final three games are uh, against the Mets in City Field. So they're they're going to be sleeping in their beds for a long time. Hopefully they get it right. I just want to see this team go back out and dominate again. Yeah. Uh, I'm not overly worried. I mean. I, I know some fans are jumping off the, the ledge now. I'm not overly worried. They're still on pace to win 40 fucking games this year, uh, even with this bad week. How so could I'm you not... be? How could you be? I'm, so there's fans out there that are saying they suck now. 
Like, is that? Well, Garrett, I mean, if they think Garrett Cole sucks. Oh, oh yeah, sucks. you're right. All right. Got to got to rationalize. And these are my these are my least favorite shows is when we have to come out here and take shots at the fan base because it doesn't benefit anybody. It doesn't benefit us to make us sound like the miserable pricks that have to take shots at the fans. It doesn't benefit the fans to sit there and take shots at their at their players. Well, and then we feel the need to react to it. it I don't like doing these types of shows. So I want to see the, I, I just need the Yankees to get back to playing where everybody's got a fucking hard on for this team again. Maybe they but need a blue. They, maybe we need blue chew. Chris, you were supposed to work on that. I know. I'm, they're using me as a guinea pig right now. Oh yeah. Trial <laughs> trials. Do you need to go and take care of that? No, I'm used to it now. It's just something I live with. All right, so uh, Yankees are off on Monday before they play a pair against the Braves, which is not going to be easy because the Braves are a pretty solid team themselves. Although Mike Soroka is done for the year. He ruptures his Achilles yeah. the other day, so that's a tough blow. They're off Thursday before they welcome the Boston in for four, which is these weird wraparound series they're having this year, Friday to Monday, before we get a little bit of fucking revenge against these scumbag Rays. Uh, but we'll talk about that next week. So... Uh, the next guaranteed show will be Sunday afternoon because the Yankees will be go, uh, playing Sunday night baseball again against the Red Sox. So we'll do a Sunday afternoon show, if that's okay with Chris. Yes. Okay. So we'll be back. We'll definitely be back Sunday afternoon. I can't guarantee we'll be here Thursday. I don't even unless something major happens. I don't really see the need to unless somebody dies. Like Horace Clark, who was a who was a mediocre player. Oh man, Francesca! <laughs> I remember what you're talking about her. Now you take me out of context, so uh, I wasn't talking about him as a human being. I was talking about him as a baseball player. Talk uh-huh. about a disrespectful, backhanded compliment. <laughs> it doesn't get. There was much. no really compliment there worse. whatsoever. His tweet was basically he Horace sucked, Clark was the but rest in peace. Yeah, uh-huh. his, his tweet out. was Hear basically uh-huh. Horace Clark was the epitome of the post mantle Yankees mediocre ball player on a mediocre team, and then he at the end he goes rest in peace. <laughs> Horace Clark never did a, never did an interview with me. I mean, talk about. Oh, I even man. I said it. I even not read in the why, room, dude. <laughs> why why even add the rest in peace? You fuck. <laughs> You How's it going to rest in peace, the, dude? You buried this guy worse than the fucking Paul you know, Bearers did. You know, you know, like, <laughs> when your parents tell you, like, if you have nothing good to say, you say nothing at all. Yeah. Like, what? that was a perfect example of that tweet just was not necessary in it any was, way other than uh, other than okay. us to be able to talk about it. Okay, this guy sucked at baseball, okay, but he's dead, so rest in peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> I feel bad for the family. Not him. <laughs> Oh, my oh, God. Man. Classic so, Mike. Uh, you know, rough week for the Yankees, but they're coming home. So uh, after <laughs> – there you go, Ryan. Uh, uh, rough week for the Yankees, but as I said, they're coming home. So hopefully they'll get things right after a day off. Uh, here we go. You know. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Uh, my kid's screaming. My dog's sleeping. So at least we got one one down, one to go, right? Yeah. Uh what do I usually do here? Oh, yes. Follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Hopefully, Chris will have some good news for me tomorrow so we can have some good news for you. I'm really excited about some that I've been working on, but Chris has got to give me the go-ahead on it first. So we'll just tease it a little bit, and then if we have some news to break, we'll break it on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. So definitely follow us there. Uh, thank you for listening to Episode 188 of the podcast. We appreciate your support, even though we think a lot of you are dumb. Even we though we just def- ripped your fucking life apart, we appreciate we you. Just, we, stop with the honestly, criticism. So it's we, too much. We 
on everybody that listens to this show, we appreciate your support, even if your opinions are trash. Okay. Can you, can I just say something before you close out? Here's how much I appreciate you. I had someone directly comment on my Twitter the other day after I said something. He goes, "Wow, uh, an actual good statement out of you." And I was like, "Okay, is, do you just have a? Is this just like a hobby of yours? You go on people's Twitter with out of context and just." Whatever he goes, no, I've been listening to your show for two straight years, and I hate everything you say. I was like, well, you know what? I appreciate okay. you listening you despite listen hating me. Day. Thank you so much. There's something right there. And man. I got to stick up for my boy Ryan, who Gloria poked the bear today after yeah. after the Yankees lost. Gloria, you can't be doing that can't, shit. Seriously. He was fucking mad. If if he wasn't filming himself, I don't know what he would have done, but his eyes got glossed over. They told, they told the story. They glossed over, well, and then the, the camera cuts out immediately. And then that's it. Don't poke the bear. Not after Don't a poke the like bear. That. All right. Thank you for listening to episode 188 of the NYY Sports Talk podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Stat Guy Rye. Go Yanks. Chris, say goodbye. Peace.